Um, just to kind of brag on Lori a little bit, no, nothing embarrassing, but she's, she's, she got baptized today. And then uh, what's interesting is that her and Liz, my wife, my much better half, they're on chapter two of our discipleship book. So she's, she's really going at it. Lori's just taking the, uh, the bull by the horns, is that right? And, um, and just kind of getting intimate with Jesus. And so that's what we want to do. We want to find anybody and everybody to, to walk with Jesus and bring them to a place of, of intimacy. Because otherwise, you do church for a while, and then it's like, you know what? Yeah, we attended a lot three months for three months going. We can take nine months off. We've never been here three months. That's a lot. Uh, we don't want that attitude, and it's so easy to filter in and to, to get in and to kind of take over. So um, the other thing is, when we, when we give out our food, um, to, to those that are in need, um, we decided to step up the accountability. We had decided to, um, to ratchet it up a little bit to just honor God more. So we've, we've appointed six, six people as a pilot where people line up early to get their, their food bags. And so we're going to work each of the lines and go window to window. Because if you stand there long enough and they're in line, they'll roll down the window, even if you know, they won't pretend to see you. Um, and, uh, but uh, they'll roll down the window and then just say, hey, I just want to tell you, Jesus has just been really good to me and my family. When we were really struggling, um, he led us to some counseling, some Christian counseling, and uh, he helped us to restore uh, our marriage. Now we walk with him daily, and it's just changed our whole life. And so whatever testimony that the Lord lays on our heart to give, um, we want to we wanna do that. And we will do that. And uh, we're going to see how it goes. Because we gotta, we got to give, we got to direct people spiritually speaking. And uh, because how are we different from like a public food distribution or giveaway? We want to be distinctly different. So anyway, um, we'll let you know how that goes. And uh, if no one gets hit or run over, it's a win. It's a win. Things are going well. That's right. Hey, speaking of going well, I think I landed a gem on my free cartoon sites. Um, what's that? Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, you use the clicker. <laughs> what I really need is a translation that won't leave me feeling guilty convicted or in need of making some kind of decision. Okay. <laughs> Wrong book. Wrong book. That's right. That's right. Oh, gracious. Well, Jesus, we, um, we thank you for today. And um, we just want to be transparent. And um, as I get to get kicked in the tail each week, as I have the, uh, the privilege to prepare. Um, may your spirit permeate our hearts and minds. 
May we be at a place that um, where we're sensitive to your spirit's lead and that we find spiritually we can grow by leaps and bounds and helps everything in the world kind of make better sense as to why it's chaotic and why we have an underlying peace and a promise that the future is better and not worse. Help that to permeate my words today and help them to be your words, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Okay, nice. Hey, last week, just really quick, a review is good because then you can recall what you learned last week and it, uh, it actually hits and uh, strengthens a neural pathway in the brain so you can recall it again when you review. Strangest thing I know. I knew working in education for a long time had some benefits. I knew it did. I knew it did. Okay. Um, God's discipline is promised for those of us who sin. Otherwise, we are told we're illegitimate children. And we're not. If you know Christ, Jesus, as your Lord and Savior. So you're going, wow. You know, I think my spouse could use a little discipline. The way she's working right now, the way she's talking. Dangerous road. Dangerous thing to say. Uh, uh, God's got this. He will discipline us. When we fall short, men, he'll discipline ladies when they fall short. He's got this. And he's got a discipline different from, well, us to each other. And so, uh, but we're promised as we walk with him, if we are born-again Christians, to have this. Second, God's wrath, we looked, is promised for those who don't choose him. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's soteriological, means salvation, exclusivism, one way to heaven. Don't get mad at me. That's what the Bible says. And it's just, uh, yeah. And uh, people that don't choose that, they go to a physical hell. It's like, oh, bite your tongue. We're in 2024. Stop that talk. That's not politically correct. I'm sorry. That's what the Bible says. Can't be watering down the Bible. Then you're like, well, pastor that does that, you get like replaced. <laughs> you know, it's just like, uh, I'll find somebody else that will proclaim my word <laughs> and not water it down. <sighs> Go figure. Hey, in the verse, the text we, we spent time on, Paul to the Philippian church, therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed. So now only in, uh, as in my presence, but uh, much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So we're saying reverently do the word of God. This is to Christians, church at Philippi, so we know they're already justified. So now after you're justified, made right in Christ because of his blood and sacrifice, then now work it out, this salvation that justified you. Work it out and exercise it. Exercise. That's what it's saying. Exercise your faith. And the verse that I didn't include there, the other verse we had last week, I didn't have any room. He said, change the font. I'm not that smart. Anyway, the other verse that I left off was, you know, God will help you will this, desire this. You just ask him. Jesus, help us. 
Help us to will to do your work, your way, and by golly, not quench your spirit. Jesus, help us to know your path of holiness and our sanctification is going to take a lifetime to be refined. But you've given us breath today, so we're not done. Oh, Jesus, thank you for setting us apart to be holy. As you are holy, Jesus. So anyway, a little bit of review from last week. Now, as we set the stage properly for today, I want to um, just set it properly. <laughs> and so um, take a look here. This is me most mornings. Truthfully, it's what I'm thinking. It's what I'm, uh, that's what I uh, sometimes leave the house thinking and doing. And you go, wow, that's pretty bold. What's God in that? Well, sorry, I, uh, I did have some time with Jesus prior to this, but I've, I've, I've walked with Jesus so long. I've walked with him so long that he'll take care of me. He's got my back. I'm okay. Make a decision. I can make a quick decision. Okay? And so, and so I, I, I possess this mindset. Let me take it a step further here. It's a reliance on our own ability. There's no limit to what I can accomplish with hard work, creativity, degrees, and climbing the ladder to make the big money and have lots of things. And guess what? There's no, there's no problem with that. Biblically speaking, there's no problem with that. If you're walking with Jesus, you have a relationship with him, you've set aside uh, um, your first fruits for him, cheerfully, in proportion to what you've been given, so, and you're giving, uh, you're loving others well, not a problem, not a problem. And so, and so we don't want to say, oh, I've got money. Uh, uh, you're condemned. No. But I will tell you this with money. Because it's one of those things where it's going, if I just do this gray thing on my taxes, um, we're going to have so much more. And it's gray. It means that it's subject to interpretation. And it's just like, here's the thing with money. In Mark 10... There's a potential follower of Christ who was young, rich, smart, and had a lot of things and influence. He'd be perfect for our church. Because when you have things and you come to the church that the pastor gets to like say, well, what things do you have? Well, let's go play. <laughs> you know, that's what comes to mind. You're like, wow, did it really come to mind? That's messed up. He approaches Jesus and bowed at his feet. He asked, what must I do to get this eternal life? True story. You can go to Mark 10. It's a true story. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, let's lead him in a prayer to receive Jesus, have him apologize for his sins, and ask Jesus into his heart, and see what Jesus will do for him, do for us. I'm already thinking ahead. Let's add him to the fold. But guess what Jesus told him? Sheesh. Go, sell everything you have. 
and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. The cost was too high for the man to follow. We assume we know he didn't follow. And so money can get in the way. I'm going to work Sundays. I work Sundays. My other job, okay? Pastor Jack will preach. I'm going to make $4,000. I have an opportunity to. And I just go, golly, you're going, Pastor, you're selling your very soul. Do you realize what you're doing by not holding up your bargain spiritually to your family if you do that? And it's just like, wow, that's intense. I guess that's not good. And so, and so we think here and we see here, money could be a problem, but more than that, reliance on our own ability. Let's take that more deeply. Let's take that deeper. Reliance on our own ability. Look what I've done. Look, look how I do that. I've worked hard my whole life to get this. Don't mess it up. That was a goal that my, that my grandfather gave me, and by golly, I've worked my hands to the bone to achieve that. Well, that is one way to look at life. That is one way to look at our everyday occurrences, our everyday situations. Or, 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 I can turn it back on. Or, John 15, 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. We don't believe that as Christians, mature Christians. Mm -mm. I'm convinced of it. Only because I'll tell you what's wrong with it and where I believe it falls short, causing us to fall short calling us to be status quo and mediocre in our approach to things in daily living. Here we go. Please don't miss this. I don't know why I write that. It's like you're here, you're watching. It's not like somebody's going to be walking to the bathroom. Hey, please don't miss this. It says it right there. I don't know. It's one of those things you just like in the moment you put down. We attribute success. Think about your pilgrimage and your work ethic and things you've built and things you've done and places you've been. We attribute success to our own glory as we achieve in our own power, sweat and strength. Think of the times you've got a devotion in the morning yeah, da 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 da. Know the verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Gotta be down the hill, gotta go. Okay. Whew, going. Okay, going down, going down. Um, ah, good music. <laughs> um, gonna pray later, gonna pray later. And we just poo poo it. We just say, bye. Because I know he'll provide. He's done it before. I've done it a million times by myself without praying, without even consulting him. I've done life. I've done things. And I keep doing them like that. And I'm wondering why I don't have quite the excitement that somebody who's recently born again, 
somebody who's just baptized and now going through discipleship or taking a class. Here it is. According to David Platt, the goal of the American dream is to make much of us. The goal of the gospel is to make much of God. And so, yeah, you, we can applaud. We should applaud. We should applaud. It's a bigger problem than many of us would admit. We trust in our own power so much. And you go, when did I really have intimacy with God? Where I just closed everything out, shut the door, and just let him speak into my life. When is the last time? You say yesterday. When was the last time before that? You see, what we're talking about in a dependence with God is sometimes minute by minute throughout the day. And, and, and not just assuming he's got our back. We know he has our back. We know if we die today because we've received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we'll be in heaven with him. But there's a life to live right now. And there's a way to live it right now. There's an expectation. We have methods, means, strategies. Previous experience which require very little power from the Holy Spirit. Very little. It's like, where do you, where do I, where are we trusting God, the Holy Spirit, to show up? In our life, where is the step of faith? I mean, this is what we're challenged with today. Here we've got our little uh, thermometer, and we're looking for pairs to get together. And we're still growing. People are still soliciting others to disciple. And now there's a beautiful radical book that's a discipling book that you could uh, be uh, working through with somebody, which is really powerful. I got a lot of copies here. Uh, but it's life-changing, um, a book that came out uh, actually 2010. Whoa. And then our discipleship book here. But are we going to make, are we going to pray and make this number as a church like a hundred? A <laughs> hundred by Easter? <laughs> oh, you're dreaming. Yeah, I'm dreaming. That's just the point. Where are you dreaming? Where are we dreaming that God has to show up and do the work? Oh, no. Let's make the goal 30. Because <laughs> I know we've got like 28 right now. <laughs> and then we'll get 30. It's like, we're having a 40. God knows that there wasn't faith demonstrated in that number. Shame on you, Pastor Don. Shame on you. Are we desperate for God's power at New Hope? Are we desperate for the power of God at New Hope? Andrew and Cruz, my friends, my friends, on Thursday, we went down the hill. We had to leave at 5-something in the morning. Uh, it's still dark, I found out at that time. And... Uh, we went down the hill, and uh, I picked up Andrew, then picked up Cruz. Before we got to Navajo to come back to Bear Valley to go to the 15, Andrew already starts busting out praying and just asking for God's provision for the appointment that we had down the hill, for, uh, for God's will to be done in that appointment, for our drive and our safety. And I was, I mean, I'm still waking up, and I'm just going, I just got beat you know, at, at initiating prayer. He didn't blink. He didn't blink. He kept going. Then afterwards, I thought there'd be a pause and I'd be ready to say something. Then Cruz starts praying. True story. Is it not true, fellas? 
in the car. How many times did you guys initiate prayer by the time we went back, by the time we came back, by the time we got to talk to the person at Nick's? How many times? How many? What's that? You lost. Yeah, yeah. You really did. And God provided in the trip. And God provided so much. That's the kind of moment that you say, yeah, yeah. Had we not had that life-changing moment to pray before, to give thanks in the middle, to pray in the middle, to give thanks at the end, our lives wouldn't be the same. We wouldn't show, we wouldn't show up to church with this kind of enthusiasm. We just wouldn't, because we wouldn't have seen God. It would have been all ourself. And that stinks. That equates to boredom. That equates to like, yeah, church is fun, but I think the bald guy's gonna be spitting when he's talking. I don't like to get wet. I mean, you just, any, any reason to just do something else, it works. And then, Erica, Betty, and myself, we meet on Tuesdays. And, um, and, we, and we just pray together over the different responsibilities that we have. But then, John walks in this last Tuesday, and he talks about some things. They said, hey, you want to join us? We're just getting ready to pray. And he goes, sure, why not? So, so he sits down, and then we start to pray. Uh, we have a great prayer time together. Uh, we honor God. We're asking him for his direction, his blessing. Every little bit of our being is dependent upon him. And so as we go for about, I don't know, a minute, this little puppy runs in named Bo. And uh, we're going, oh, Darlene is going to be pretty close by because that's her dog. So then... The puppy runs in, tail wagging, you know, <laughs> you know, and just getting all excited because there's other people. Then Darlene comes in, and I say, hey, we're praying. Do you want to pray? And she said, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to pray. And so, so she prays. Bo's in there. Bo's not praying because he's a dog. Uh, but here's the neat thing. Um, she's on fire to tell me about what's happening in that youth room on Wednesday nights. They can do the Ten Commandments on their fingers. So she, she shows us the Ten Commandments on her fingers, how we can remember them. So it's like, okay, God is just doing, taking a little bit of prayer and just building on it. So then we're praying, we're praying, we're going around, and now we're like 20 minutes into it, maybe even 30 minutes in it. So I think the whole thing was like 45 minutes. And it's like, I don't have that kind of time. You don't need 45 minutes. I'm just telling you about one situation. So then we're praying, and then all of a sudden, somebody starts praying who we know is not in the group. And it's Robert with standing in the doorway, praying for the troops in the Middle East and, uh, and, and everything else that comes to mind. And so now he's joined us. So you just got to know God has ways and means of doing things that if we'll step out in faith and say yes, he'll multiply it. He'll encourage you like there's no tomorrow. He really, really will. Another David Platt quote. Why do you always talk about David Platt these last couple weeks? Because we're going through this book and we don't even know it. Uh, but we do know it. It's called Radical. And uh, it'll, it'll just change the way you think about your life and its uh, significance. Sorry about that. Okay, so Wow. Where do we go from here? What do we do? What's... Let's get some help. 
Give me some tips for help, Pastor. Prayer and meditation. And not the Psalms chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, meditate day and night, because that's the Torah. And, and that's just to meditate on the Old Testament day and night, that context, that passage, that particular verse. But I'm talking prayer and meditation where you get with God and you just stay with God. And you go, well, I'm done. I'm done reading my want list. And you stay there. And then he starts giving you ideas of the ways you can thank him or the ways that you've been delivered for things that you can't even imagine or remember day to day because memories are so malleable. But getting help, prayer and meditation. So you mean, I need to change this so I have an attitude and a mindset to be thankful for all things and pray about all things. Yeah, prayer and meditation on only what God can do and what we can't. This is one big way to overcome the sinful sense of self-sufficiency. Self-sufficiency is the, the bugaboo. Self-sufficiency is the thing because we've been Christians so long and we come to church so long. It's just like this, this, this new vitality of consulting God for every little thing is like foreign now. It's like, uh, yeah, I did that when I was new. New in the faith. But, but he wants us and he's patterned us and he's made us to do that and be like that now. Every day. Every day. Look at this. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Paul is telling the church at Thessalonica, telling them in personal worship, this is how you should be every day. This is how you should be every day, 24-7. It's a hard goal, but he says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Okay, go, whoa, that's a timeless truth. <laughs> it wouldn't be like just for that church. It'd be like, oh, not just for the church. Pray without ceasing just in this church. <laughs> Give thanks in all circumstances just in this church. No, this is universal truth. This is for us. And if you spend time doing those things, your countenance, you can't be thinking evil and negative at the same time you're praising and thanking God. Well, you can. You may have a special talent for that, but it's not something that's easily done. It's just not. So this is the first part here. Now let's take this a little, deep further, a little further deep. Why is Jesus the go-to person? Why isn't it my best friend? Why isn't it my spouse? Who is my best friend? Well, it comes down to the supremacy and sovereignty of Christ. God's sovereignty, he controls everything. He has authority over everything. His presence is transcendent. It's in and outside of time. This is the God we're praying to. This is the person we're soliciting to say, let me get in touch and in line with your will much better. Let me do it, please, Jesus, in your wonderful name. He'll say, yep, here's the next step. I don't want to do that. Give me something else. Give me something else. I'll do it. <laughs> okay, that's a tough fight sometimes. Look at Colossians 1, 15 through 19. Christ is God. 
He is before all things. He created everything. He holds everything together. This is who we're praying to all day long. If you, if your spouse, here's a dream. If your spouse goes out to the parking lot and you have some business at the church still, could you imagine your spouse or your friend who you came with? They're already in the car. They're already petitioning God. They're already connecting with Jesus. They're already writing things down that they know they want to address with Jesus. Could you imagine that? We could have that environment. It could be practiced. It's not foreign. And it's something that will bless you as a couple. It'll bless you and your family. Every time you include that solicitation, that praise to Jesus, that's what he and how he's created us and designed us for. Oh, look at this. A couple things here before I just got a little video to show you. I, uh, I love the videos because I get to watch them a couple different times and then they just, they just take my insides and make them tender. See, that's weird. No, it's not. Tender is good. Gentle is good. Jesus is good. Look at this, Psalms 147, 16 through 18. He sends the snow like white wool. He scatters frost upon the ground like ashes. He hurls the hail like stones. Who can stand against his freezing cold? Then at his command, it all melts. He sends his winds and the ice thaws. Let's make some deductions about this. Um, God forms every inch of frost and determines temperatures. <laughs> okay. Uh, really? That's a little much. Uh, yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's that over all things. Every aspect of our winter is conducted and fashioned by God, including when they begin and when they end. At his command, it all melts. He sends his winds and his ice and ice thaws. This is the person we're trying to rally families around to just whether it's before dinner or after dinner, before TV or after TV, just connect. Just what do you have? What's your spirit telling me is next? How can I see the people you've entrusted me with around me? How can I be an influence to them? We did that last week or two weeks ago at the staff meeting. Now we're going to hit car by car by car to tell them about Jesus and testify of his goodness. It's, it's that important. Check out this. He, cre he hears the cry of the raven. Huh? The Lord provides food for the cattle. And that's actually most translation says beast. Uh, and for the young ravens when they call. Oh my gracious, how intricate is he involved with all things? And yet we just ignore bringing him into things. We just ignore it. We just don't have time. We get so set on our self-sufficiency. That would be silly if I asked my family to pray more than 10 seconds at a restaurant. God shows up. You've got stuff to cover. Deal with it. Somebody will probably come along and say, praise the Lord. Your dependence on him is grandiose. And then finally, he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. 
How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. So you think, whoa. God, you, you want to hear from me and my wife? You've, you've brought us together for 33 years. You led us to Christian counseling three or four times and ourselves when we were really broken. You want to hear from us every day still? Wow! We're crazy to not let this happen. Look at this deduction. God alone restores our wounds, our hurts. God alone. Not my best friend. Not my first friend. God uses sometimes my best friend. God uses sometimes counselors. Christian counselors. By the way, we've got a really good Christian counselor. Dr. Jack Bracey, right over there. Um, I know he's got um, uh, a patient load, but uh, if, you need, if you need Christian counseling as a couple or individually, um, we're actually praying right now about he and his wife taking six weeks on a Wednesday night and doing a marriage class for couples. Six, yeah, yeah, that's good. It's a good thing. And so we're, we're, we're praying about that. That's really cool. God alone counts every star, calls them by name, and counts them. His power is never exhausted. And you know it's important because I said counts twice. <laughs> His power is never exhausted. Keep going to him. You won't regret it. I stopped the family six times to pray today. You won't regret it. Your kids won't regret it. You'll see a dependence on him and that's the way he has set us up self-sufficiency i keep going without soliciting him multiple times and it's at the end of the day look what i did look what i did yeah i'm the pastor of that new hope church look what i did did you see what i did it's fleeting it has a short short memory span and it's unfulfilling completely why would we ever rely on ourselves? Hey, take a look at this. Take a look at this. Let's this cement, before I give you five quick steps and be close, let this video kind of, let everything we talked about just cement. Stop relying on ourselves because the power in who God is. My prayer is that you will know, that you will press on to know the supremacy of Christ, the supremacy of his deity, equal with God the Father in all of his attributes, the radiance of his glory and the exact image of his nature, the supremacy of his eternality that makes the mind want to explode with the imponderable thought that Jesus Christ never had a beginning. He is simply there. The absolute reality with which we reckon. We must rise to the supremacy of his eternality. While all the universe, including this building and your body and this earth and all the galaxies are fragile, contingent, like a shadow in comparison to the substance of Jesus Christ. We must know the supremacy of his never-changing constancy. 
Oh, to have virtues that never change, a character whose commitment is constant, yesterday, today, and forever. Let us know the supremacy of his constancy, and let us know the supremacy of his knowledge that makes the Library of Congress look like a matchbox and makes all the information on the internet look like a 1940s farmer's almanac and makes all of quantum physics and everything that Stephen Hawking has ever dreamed look like a first grade reader. We must know the supremacy of the knowledge of our Lord. We must know the supremacy of his wisdom that has never been perplexed by any problem whatsoever, nor can he be counseled by any person or any being in the universe. We must know the supremacy of his authority. All authority is mine in heaven and on earth and under the earth. No change. All authority. Changing times and seasons, removing kings, setting up kings, doing according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? We must know the supremacy of his providence, without which not a single bird in the extended reaches of the Amazon forest has ever fallen off of any limb, and without which not one hair turns white or black. We must know the providence of Jesus. We must know the supremacy of his word, which upholds the universe by the word of his power. All the galaxies, molecules, atoms, and subatomic reality nobody has yet dreamed of down there where no one has yet looked. We must know the supremacy of his power to walk on water and cleanse lepers and heal the lame and open the eyes of the blind and open the ears of the deaf and cause storms to cease and with two words to raise the dead. Lazarus, come forth! Or one word to raise the dead. In your blood I said to you, live! We must know the supremacy of his power. We, we must know the supremacy of his purity. He never sinned. He never sinned. He never had one millisecond of a bad attitude or a sinful lust. We must know the supremacy of his trustworthiness. He never breaks a promise. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's who we're asking that you would just get with, that I would just get with. And it's awkward because you may have a family member that says, would you stop that? Would you just stop that? You're a freak. You're a Jesus freak. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. May I love you all the more because of that statement. And may I love you unconditionally because of that statement with an agape love. People won't understand. In your handout, there's five steps. Where do we go from here? What do we do? Five steps here. J.I. Packer, incredible theologian. Oh, gracious, incredible theologian. Um, he writes what's called the Augustinian holiness, he calls it. But these are tangible steps. Where do you start? Here we go. Observer list what tasks, opportunities, appointments, agenda for the next day, and responsibilities you face, or face you, excuse me. So you list those. You list those the day before. 
I actually, I've actually taken J.I. Packer's uh, 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 Augustinian Holiness and I revised it for us for the sermon today. And I also used some of Dr. Wayne Grudem's notes uh, because he was one of my professors that uh, uh, I really respect. Uh, Dr. Grudem said, I always take my appointments the next day and pray for them the night before. I always take anything that's coming up and I'm asking God's leadership that I could glorify him in the process. So all these things, you can, you can write them down. You can write them down and go forward. It's, it's, it's really that easy. And so, number two, pray for God's leading in each of these areas. Acknowledging that without Christ, you can do nothing. Without Christ, you can do nothing. Nothing fruitful, that is, John 15, 5. So pray for God's leading in each of these areas. Trust, trust God to work in each area prayed over. You walk as so, as that you've got confidence that he's going to show up, he's going to show you. Now, it may look differently. His thoughts are not our thoughts, Isaiah 55. His ways are not our ways. It may, it may look quite different. Trust God to work in each area prayed over. Four, act on the Holy Spirit's revelation Leading in terms of next moves, you will get the Holy Spirit to quicken your heart and to say, okay, this would be next. This would be next. Get some help doing it. Do it yourself, however it, however it takes. And then finally, thank God for his, given, uh, his help given. Confess your own failures and repeat step one. So, so this is something that, that if we engage in, it's life-changing. And you think, I don't have time, I don't have time. I, for me, in my walk, I don't have, I, I cannot do it. I mean, I have to do it because I'm at a place where I go on my own. That self-sufficiency, there's not the same fruit. And we're going to pray as a staff, pray as a church. What's the goal on meetings, on discipleship? What's the goal on people meeting together for prayer? We'll have a number. We'll get a number. And we'll, and we'll put it on God. And other things, we'll have goals, we'll have numbers that they'll have to be God's, God's ideas and God's power uh, that we do it. Speaking of God's power, um, Yolanda, uh, Justino, Chino, come on up if you would please. Speaking of God's power and stepping out in faith uh, as a church, um, Justino has been talking for quite a while about uh, Spanish ministry. And he has asked... He has asked that, um, that uh, he and his wife start a Spanish ministry, and they have quite a bit of experience with Spanish ministry. And um, it's, it's really cool because after praying and talking, then we talked again, um, and after about two or three months now, uh, they're ready to, to launch um, our, uh, our monolingual Spanish ministry on Wednesdays at 6.30. It'll go 6.30 to 8. If you guys would just take a seat right, right here, that would be fantastic. And uh, they have uh, done uh, Spanish ministry before. And I've been in Bible study um, uh, with Justino for quite a while. And uh, just, just very great stewards of the Lord. Um, I'm also telling you that they've been at the church. They've been at the church for a long time. Maybe 15 years? 12 years? I'm not sure. Um, but a long time. And, um, and so they, they just never formally joined with us officially as members. And so for them to teach the Bible study, they would have to do that. Um, we've been in Bible study together um, for, for six months. 
And, um, and so I can testify that they know doctrine, they know our doctrine well, and uh, would, uh, um, would let other people in on that and encourage them. So uh, first of all, if you, would, if you would accept them coming to be church members, would you please say, we do? We do. Okay. And um, so that's wonderful. And then if we could just pray over them. This is that first thing we talked about. When you have something to pray, stop and pray. Stop and pray. So if I can get the elders to come forward, please, for Justino. And then maybe a, a couple of the gals, uh, maybe come uh, lay, hand on, uh, lay hands on uh, Yvonne. That would be tremendous. No, just stay right there. Yeah. Okay, so Jesus, we, um, we thank you for the Gutierrez family. We thank you that we've had uh, many months with them, or at least Liz and I have in the six months that we've been here. And um, Lord, they, um, they are super fit in terms of doctrinal stance and uh, helping others come to know you personally. So Lord, as we begin the challenge of uh, advertising to a community that, uh, of people that speak Spanish, help us to open the pathways and you open the pathways, doors and windows, for us to advertise through social media, um, maybe through a mailer, I'm not sure, through word of mouth. But give us the ways and the structure to let people know that we care, that we have people that we want uh, them to come in and be in fellowship with, and that this family's committed from 6.30 to 8 o'clock on Wednesdays, probably in a week or two, Lord, uh, they'll start. Um, but we'll need to ask them, Lord, uh, about that starting point. Would you bless this? Um, I know there's people in uh, men's group. I think there's four people in men's group that uh, want to join them. So, uh, so would you just structure this uh, in such a way that it's, um, it's right for them, it's a perfect fit, and that they would be successful in encouraging people, one family, one person at a time. Lord, if it brings us to a place to where we're um, uh, offering or being able to offer translation services for people and families during the service. Um, more power, more power, more glory to you, Lord. And if, and if not, we just know that that ministry on Wednesday will be super impacting and will change lives. So bless this couple. Um, we know the, uh, the enemy's gonna fire darts every which way. Help them to silence those. Help them to understand that, that they've been called, they've been commissioned and blessed by the church, Lord Jesus and that uh, we can support them in any and every way. So bless their journey. Bless them for coming forward. Bless them for uh, joining with us today um, after many, many, many years. And um, matter of fact, Lord, I think they thought they were already members, and uh, we did too. Uh, but, uh, but Lord Jesus, you, uh, you are amazing, and you help us do things uh, in your timing and way, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. God bless. God bless. So can we have our praise team come forward as we sing and close today? Right now, before, before we start playing, before we start playing, take some time, you and your spouse, you and your friend, you and yourself, and just, and just connect with somebody next to you that you came with, not a stranger this time, not a stranger, but, but somebody you came with or, or somebody that, uh, um, uh, that, that you know that you can talk to, talk to somebody about what the next steps are 
about not being self-sufficient, but giving everything to Jesus and just connecting with Jesus and, uh, and coming up with a plan, just you yourself, to know that that will be such a change for all the people around you and for you yourself. So take a moment to do that. If we could just kind of play lightly, and, uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and close in a song. But, uh, uh, but go ahead and take some time, just yourself right now. Say, what is this going to look like? Mm -hmm.